0: Learn more at Marines.com. It's funny, you almost don't know what to think, much less what to feel. But my goodness, there's an awful lot of swirl in the equation, isn't there? Good morning to you. Good Monday morning from Cincinnati. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Steelers 23, Bengals 20 in overtime. It's impossible to even attempt to summarize everything that went into it. So I'll leave it at this. Your team, the one you love, is gutsy beyond words. Let's focus on that first. As I mentioned to a handful of players in there, there might have been 20 or 25 different things that went terribly wrong at different junctures. And they kept coming. Yes, including that awful offense. They kept coming. They substituted like crazy on defense because they had to. They lost very, very valuable pieces, to say the least, in T.J. Watt and Najee Harris, and they kept coming. I had a conversation with Chase Claypool, who I thought was outstanding, just me and him talking really more about AFC North football in general and how it applied to what had just happened. And he said, you understand that this team is now stronger than if we'd had some cakewalk. We now go into the next game against New England as a Tighter, more tested football team. That, my friends, is how they're thinking on the inside. They are not pouting. They're not feeling sorry for themselves. They're not fretting over losing TJ. And and, and let's bear in mind here that TJ still has not gotten his tests, let alone his diagnosis. So any reporting you hear to the contrary in the interim is nothing other than speculation. I was there when TJ walked out of the locker room on his way to the bus, and he didn't express anything definitive at all related to the injury. He might know, meaning how he feels, but we'll see. There are degrees of tears. Maybe, ideally, this one will be of the lesser variety. No need to jump to anything. However, however, in the event... The TJ is unavailable, whether it's for, I don't know, two, three weeks, half a season, the whole season, whatever it is, I want you, you to know that this football team is prepared to take on the challenge of playing without him with full confidence. I believe this. It's the perfect time to advance your career and invest in yourself. Point Park University has lowered tuition on many master's degrees. Pay the same low master's price for courses online or on their gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus. Whatever works best for you. Choose from more than 30 Point Park master's and doctoral degrees. Save thousands of dollars with Point Park's reduced master's tuition. Visit pointpark.edu slash graduate. If I hadn't been in there, I wouldn't believe it. I'm not going to lie to you. I was thinking a lot of the same stuff when I was up in that press box watching TJ go off because he's – I mean, it's insulting you to tell you who TJ is and what he means to the team. You know all this. You also know that Malik Reed, the outside linebacker they picked up from Denver just last week, while he has – a promising pedigree, and he's got the 13 sacks over the last two seasons for the Broncos, despite not really being a full-time player. You, You know there's nothing and nobody that can replace number 90. However, is that as much the issue as whether or not this defense can continue to be way above the line? here's what cam hayward had to say on that subject uh, i'm not going to speculate of what's going on with the, how, how bad the injury is but um, you know having tj out there definitely benefits us um you know he's a leader um he's the defensive player of the year um you know however long it takes uh other guys got to step up so um you know alex stepped up uh, pretty good today um you know week and Jameer are coming along. Uh, we had to do some different stuff out there, but um, you know we rally around him, um, and when he gets back, we'll, we'll be ready. First off, good for Cam, and for anybody for not jumping to conclusions. Let's at least wait to see what happens when he's run through tests. I am here to inform you that he was not tested in any capacity inside that stadium. They don't have MRI machines floating around in NFL locker rooms. He left the room, he went to the bus, he boarded the plane, he flew home with the team. The only time period in which he can have these tests is today. Now, also, you didn't hear anything remotely resembling, oh, no, in Cam's voice. And there's a reason for that. This defense, ever since going back to the first set of OTAs, but really in Latrobe, has taken a lot of internal pride on believing that they can be dominant, on believing that they can be the NFL's best at what they do. And anybody who witnessed the first half of that game here yesterday would be in no position to argue exactly that. Now, again, not playing dumb here, TJ was a big part of that. He had back-to-back sequences in that first half that were just mind-boggling, mind-boggling. The first a five-yard takedown. Behind the line of scrimmage of Joe Mixon, the very next snap, he intercepts Joe Burrow. You tell me where Miles Garrett ever pulls off something like that, you know? Everyone just praises Garrett because he gets double teamed all the time. TJ actually makes the plays. Anyway, I'm I'm, I'm getting distracted here. These guys believe that they can do this without him because of the volume of excellence that they exuded on this day. It was about TJ, but it also was about other guys. Minka Fitzpatrick was the best player on the field for either team on either side of the ball. It was the game of Minka's life. Cam was beyond belief considering his age, and actually not even considering his age. Areas that had been of concern, To the Steelers, like, for example, Devin Bush. Bush, how much did we talk about him this summer? He was really, really good. He was going sideline to sideline just like he used to in 2019. Miles Jack. How about Alex Highsmith on TJ's other side with the two early sacks? And they were big-time sacks, too. They were bull rush sacks. They weren't accidents. They weren't because he was left unblocked or something. He was knocking people over. Anyone remember being worried about the corners? Well, how did they do? <laughs> wow! <laughs> Cam Sutton with the gorgeous interception. Akella Witherspoon almost, almost, I'm going to give him a tie on this one. but almost tops him. Back there, Terrell Edmonds was a beast in terms of tackling. Oh, and hey, by the way, remember all the worrying about Mixon. Remember that and the 255 yards he piled up in the two games last season? Anybody notice Mixon yesterday? Like just that one run? That was it? Put it this way. It's still a very, very good defense. Even without TJ. It just is. That's not me speaking hopefully or wishfully or optimistically or trying to throw sunshine and rainbows. It's the facts want to have something to really be worried about here, it probably should be the other side of the ball. When we come back, J1Q. Welcome back. It's time for in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from Mike Gregg, who offers, I'm serious in asking this, DK, I know Mitch Trubisky missed some throws, but isn't the entire downfall of this team on the offensive line, just like last year? Mike, it might be. I've been pounding this drum long, loud, and hard right through predicting a great big Cincinnati victory here this weekend. Well, guess what? In my face, because I was wrong about the result, and I was really wrong about the O-line. I'm happy to eat both of those. In fact, let me see if I can find something here. I'm just going to unwrap this. Whatever this thing is, some kind of loaf or whatever from, from Starbucks, I'm going to eat this as, as a symbolic thing. Okay. And I'm happy to do that. I talked to the O line guys after the game and, and they felt very good about their pass protection. They should have. They should have. It was solid. When you saw Mitch scramble out of there or check down, I am here to tell you from watching this overhead that that was almost entirely on him. I don't know what got into him. I don't know why he misfired as often as he did. And I definitely don't know why he was panicking the way he was. I really hadn't anticipated that. I've been told by people who watched him in Chicago that this is a common thing. Happens like once a month or whatever. Okay, great. Doesn't make it acceptable, you know? I thought the quarterback played very poorly. I'm not about to start a hole, get Kenny in there or anything else just yet. But I didn't see anything about Mitch in this game that made me think, you know what? That guy's really figured it all out. I was totally prepared coming into this one to do exactly what you're doing there, and that's to blame the offensive line and to say there's no way anything good can happen because these guys stink. But they held their blocks. They communicated a lot better, and that's something that I brought up with – actually, it was the other way around. He brought it up with me, Kevin Dotson. We were just talking about the way the game went, and his big thing was it felt like in this game when – When we did mess up, we knew why we messed up. It's just a totally different feeling. We knew what went wrong and how to correct it, and we were able to do it immediately. He said that was so different than what it had been like for these guys out there in the preseason. Now, do they need to run block a heck of a lot better? Yes, and that was acknowledged as well. However, progress is progress, and credit We're due on that front. I did not like the quarterback play. I was encouraged by the line play to try to answer your question in summary there. I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. Man, could have done like 20 of these today alone.